Hey, I'm Jen Tsui. I'm a certified life coach on a mission to guide women in doing the deep inner work necessary to liberate their true selves and create the incredible life they dream of living. This is the Fantastical Life Podcast. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the Creating a Fantastical Life podcast with your host, me, Jen Tsui. I'm so excited for this podcast name change. I'm just going to talk about it very quickly because we have two very exciting announcements. And it's one, this podcast name changing its names. Uh, Find Your Freedom was the name of this podcast before. And if you've been following me for a while, like you know that I talk about finding your freedom and all this stuff like all the time. However, I feel like now um, this has evolved and grown into not just like finding your freedom, it doesn't just happen, right? We talk about all the time about taking massive action in your life, owning your results, owning your power, and being able to create from um, a place of true worthiness and wholeness. And so I thought it was time that this podcast kind of um, reinvent a little bit and just update itself, especially with me and my growth and where I'm at with my business, where I'm at with my life, where my clients have been able to get their transformations and like the certification I got. Creating a fantastical life is really like at the crux what I help people do. And it's very Jen, if you've known me personally ever. Um, I love the word fantastical. I used it for like everything. I would be like, oh my gosh, this bagel is fantastical. This brunch is fantastical. I'm feeling fantastical. This is fucking fantastical. Like that was just me. So it just seemed like a very natural like progression in like, okay, you found your freedom. You found a little bit of like, Um, motivation and inspiration for you to get changed. Now it's about doing the work and the deep inner work that's very rewarding, not necessarily easy, but simple. And uh, getting to a place where you can create a fantastic life, whatever that means to you. That being said, I have a very exciting announcement, which is that today is the first day of 12 days of breakthroughs. Woohoo! Uh, what better way to celebrate this new series um, and kind of this new transition than to help all of you transition into the next level of your life? So 12 Days of Breakthroughs, if you've been following me on Instagram, I've been teasing this all week. I will be releasing a new episode every single day on this podcast for the next 12 days. They're all going to be released at 10 a.m. PST, so you can put it in your calendar. You can follow this podcast on whatever you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, I'm on all of them. So you can follow this podcast and turn on your notifications for it as well so that you don't miss an episode. I guarantee you, like each episode is going to be a masterclass. It is jam packed with so many valuable insights. If you want to know all of the topic lists, you can follow me at Jen Tsui Coaching. That's J E N C U I Coaching on Instagram. And there is a whole list of all the topics we will be covering over the next 12 days. So before we begin today's episode, I really want to call all of you in to really listening and tuning into what I am saying, because this is like 100% free, right? But I guarantee you, if you listen, study, and implement what I say, you will leave the next 12 days like completely transformed. I shit you not, okay? 
like these are concepts like high level um, concepts that I teach in my actual like one-on-one -on -one coaching program as well as my course find yourself so if any of these topics you know are things that you've been struggling with I really really recommend listening to this podcast saving it listening to it multiple times like not just while you're in the car but also like taking notes and seeing like where in your life um, are things like challenging for you and how can you use like the strategies that I talk about to implement change so that you can live a better life right like so many people tell me that like oh you know I can't do coaching right now I can't really afford it I'm like need to save money or I'm not sure if it'll work for me right and this is your test run right this is your opportunity to see what coaching can do for you from afar that being said, if you're ready to go deeper into this work already and your spirit's already wakened up, it's like gearing towards its mega evolution in 2022, you can get in the best space to like grow and thrive and connect with yourself in my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, Six Months to Freedom. So in this coaching container, we will explore really deeply into what you want to create in your life, where you are now, um, where you want to be, how to get there, and all the obstacles that are in the way. So if that sounds intriguing to you, you can book a consultation in the link in the show notes or go to my website, gentway.com and book a consultation there. Okay, without further ado, day one of 12 days of breakthroughs, why you can be self-aware and not see change. Okay, so let's go ahead and start with just defining self-awareness. When you look up self-awareness, it says that the definition is conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. And self-awareness is something that allows you to have a really honest view of yourself and helps you develop your self-concept. Now, the reason why this is so important and why I want to talk about it first is because I have a lot of like clients who are incredible, right, and come to me with a very clear understanding of what is going on in their lives that's creating all this pain, um, why they're struggling, what has gone on in the past, and surprisingly, also know um, exactly what they need to change, right, or not so surprisingly. However, they don't do it, right? So... I have a lot of clients who have come to me and said like, oh, you know, I'm really self-aware, but, you know, I just can't change. Like they, they know exactly what is going on and what is wrong, but, um, and even like what they want to do and like how they want to get it done, but they don't actually do it. And so why does this happen? Why are some of the most self-aware people um, or the people who claim to be most self-aware also struggle the most with creating change in their lives, be genuinely confident, and succeed in their goals. Now, I will preface this by saying it's this is not an attack on you if you claim yourself to be self-aware. I'm not saying that you aren't. Um, I am just going to offer you some new perspectives to consider in why you are not seeing the change that you want to say when that you want to see, and how to actually go about creating um, a more you know, well-rounded picture of self-awareness and get all the benefits. So speaking of the benefits of it, um, in a recent Harvard Business Review that looked at research on self-awareness, they found that when we see ourselves clearly, we are more confident, we're more creative, we make sounder decisions, we build stronger relationships and communicate more effectively, we're less likely to lie, cheat, and steal, and we are better workers who get more promotions. And we're also more effective leaders with more satisfied employees and more profitable companies. So like I said, if this is true, why are so many people struggling with creating the change that they want to see and be successful and be confident and be creative and have good relationships if they're so self-aware? Okay, so the problem is that most people think that 
they are self-aware when they are not. Self-awareness has multiple aspects of it. So when you say you're self-aware, a lot of times if you know like yourself and know like what's going on for you, that is a specific type of self-awareness called introspectors. Okay, so if you're introspector, um, you are typically like low on the external self-awareness and high on the internal self-awareness. So you can be very clear on who you are and not really challenge your own views or search for blind spots. You're kind of set in the space of like, I know who I am, this is why I am like, uh, you know, I am depressed and anxious because my parents were like this and this was modeled to me and I have this trauma and this is the reason why I act this way in my relationships. This is why I don't trust people. This is why, you know, I get so down when people ghost me. Like this, like I'm always seeking validation, blah, blah, blah. Like you know like yourself and like why, right? But you're also so attached to that that you don't allow yourself to look outside of it, right? That creates the blind spots. Um, and you know you try to get feedback from others uh potentially right but this can harm your relationships and actually limit your successes because it challenges your own view of yourself so when you get this feedback when you get this advice that's like offering a different perspective like okay well maybe you know it's not the it's not that you are just broken and like this is like life just sucks and everything happens to you maybe there are there's a like a part that you play in your own life where you are not committed enough to your own desires. You know, life doesn't suck just like as much as you think it does. If you actually look at your actions and what you do versus what you say and believe, they don't fully align, right? So this is um, actually a really good place to get coaching on is um, being open first to receiving feedback and or having like a true honest conversation about what is going on for you and just have someone kind of challenge your beliefs without like tearing you down, right? But poke holes at where your thoughts are and where your beliefs are. This is the beauty of the model. Um, the model being that circumstances that are completely factual, neutral, that you have no control over, right? True, clean circumstances happen that trigger thoughts and beliefs in your brain that create feelings in your body then that drives action um, everything that you do and don't do, and that's what creates your results, right? So, for example, somebody who has introspecting like self awareness, you will probably be like, oh, you know, COVID was really hard and it sucked for everybody, and um, that's why my mental health has been so bad recently. It's just because COVID happened, and I had no choice but to, you know, seclude in my apartment and not do anything fun, and so that's why I've been feeling so shitty, right? But if you break that down, the circumstance that is a true, like, factual thing is that COVID was a thing, right? COVID exists. The pandemic exists. Um, there was a quarantine that was put in place where, you know, you couldn't go XYZ places. But what the thought is, is that COVID was the reason why you couldn't do anything, right? It's like this stopped you from living your life. This is the reason why you feel this way. Everyone else would feel this way. That's not true, right? People have different experiences of it. I'm not saying that a lot of people didn't have negative experiences, but there are people who did not have negative experiences or, you know, had different extents to exp like negative experiences. Some people got really creative. Some people started businesses, right? A lot of people and like businesses made 
um, the most money that they ever had in the year of 2020. So checking in with yourself to see like, okay, well, what is the actual fact of the situation? And then what are you telling yourself so that it can like maybe mollify like what's actually going on so that you don't have to blame yourself or anyone else. Um, and you can just like blame this like neutral thing, it seems. And it's not to say that you need to blame yourself. Like, please do not blame yourself. Um, it's not your fault for acting any way that you did, but this is an awareness exercise, right? It's the awareness piece of knowing that you are in control of like what you did and what you did not do. And there are influences for that, but taking responsibility for you know, your past and your reactions. All right, so another archetype of like self-awareness, there's four, by the way, is people who are seekers. So people who are seekers have low external self-awareness and low internal self-awareness. And uh, people like this probably are not going to say that they are self-aware, right? These are people who are more drifters in life. Um, they don't really know who they are yet, what they stand for, kind of having strong opinions on things. They um, don't really know how their teams and the people around them see them. They uh, you know, might feel really stuck and frustrated in themselves and in their relationships and in life, right? They not to say that they don't want to change. It's not like they don't want to find like a purpose or you know have opinions and you know have a positive self concept. But it's just that there hasn't been enough awareness, like done, um, and practice and personal development done to actually know like who they are. So if this is your type of um, like self-awareness archetype, if you will, then the work here is to start to question, what is it that you like? What is it that you don't like? What are you neutral about, right? Just starting from there of like, what is it that you like where you don't like? And then start slowly starting to uncover like more about yourself, just starting with the basic like passions and like purpose or like starting with the basic passions, right? That's when you can start to go into purpose and figure out like what you like to do and like what you, you know, can see yourself dedicating to a career with, um, hanging out with new people and seeing like the types of people that you vibe with. For example, people who are seekers um, are like sometimes seeking other people to like tell them who they are and are kind of like sponges and can mold to their environment um, because they don't have a strong sense of self. And so for you, the work is to be able to know yourself first or decide who you want to be. It doesn't matter like what has happened in the past. It doesn't matter who you were in the past. Um, and it honestly doesn't even matter like who you are now necessarily. But what matters is where you want to be, right? So if you know kind of like where you are now, where there are things that you don't know and there are things that you want to know, like you don't know what your passion is. You don't know, you know, what type of career you want. You don't know what kind of partner you would want. But you do know that you want to have a fulfilling career, you want to have a loving partner, and you want to be excited like in your job, then that is enough direction to kind of get you started on a certain path, right? Because then you can start to ask yourself better quality questions to understand what is it that you want. And again, these people can really benefit from um, life coaching and uh, even just like hanging out with like more friends, like creating a, a good support system to go explore more because seekers really require um, space in order to look into themselves, right? You really need those guiding questions. Like even if you were to pick up like a journal or read a book um, that asks questions to give you different perspectives on like life, 
um, just being able to have a space where you can kind of be yourself and explore um, deeper questions of what you would want in life, how you want to feel, what you believe, what are your like current beliefs, what are like the beliefs that are not yours but you believe to be true, like society limitations, right? If you're a woman, like women can do these things but they can't do these things and like, you know, your eggs are gonna, <laughs> like you have a expiration date um, for your eggs and so you need to find someone quickly and you can't be happy unless you have a man. Like, you know, all these like random like bullshit patriarchal like thoughts can be living in there and stopping you from actually creating um, change in your life and creating awareness of what you want and being able to fully commit and be honest with yourself like this is what you want and you're going to go after it. Okay, so number three for self-awareness archetypes is going to be pleasers. Pleasers are people who have low internal self-awareness and high external self-awareness. So these people um, who are pleasers, as you can kind of tell by the name, are people that are so focused on appearing a certain way to other people and are like, almost have like a spidey sense for like how other people interpret them, um, but it's not necessarily true and accurate, that they, um, that they overlook what is actually important to them and who they actually want to be and their values and try to mimic other people. This is a little different from the sponge because it's not so much about absorbing like what other people are doing and kind of like questioning that necessarily, but it's more so about, uh, it's, it's like being a chameleon, right? You're trying to almost control what people think about you. It's almost manipulative in a way if you really think about it um, so that you can kind of fit in. Right. So over time, you will make choices that aren't in your own best interest. That isn't for your own success and your own fulfillment. It's going to be for others. Right. So these are people who might have had, um, you know, immigrant mentality kind of put into them. Like they really, really value things like prestige and perception and looks. Um, and they are really sensitive to what other people have to say or like what other people think. So for them, the, the big value is like what other people think, right? It's the high external self-awareness that's created by all these insecurities and this like scariness of going deep into who they actually are. So the easier thing to do is just to, um, kind of meticulously create your external life, right? Now, the hard part about being a pleaser is you don't want to look inside. Most people who are like this do not want to do the work to figure out who they are internally. So again, like coaching can help. However, I find that people who are pleasers need to get to a point in their life themselves where they decide enough is enough. I have no idea who I am and I am not happy and I am actually going to prioritize myself now. Okay, so when you get to that point, it becomes a lot easier because then you can see kind of a lot more clearly like what you did in the past, why you've done it, and see that it wasn't for you. And then you get your work here is to be connected to who you are, your intuition, and what you actually want. So similar to the seekers, right? Understanding your likes, your dislikes, your passions, like becoming unattached to the person who you were, and instead starting to figure out like who is it that you want to be now so that um, you can fulfill yourself, you can fulfill your soul. So in other words, your work is to stop people pleasing 
and start doing things that make you happy. All right, and the last category of the four archetypes of self-awareness is people who are highly externally self-aware and highly internally self-aware. And these people are just aware, right? They know who they are, uh, what they want to accomplish. They seek out and value other people's like opinions for feedback, but do not take it personally, right? So they know when uh, to ask for feedback and when to ask for opinions and why they're asking it. And then they are able to take that into their own consideration to make a decision for themselves, right? They don't let other people influence them per se. It's just more information, right? It's just doing like a Google search. And they understand that they are the main decision drivers of their life so that they can um, create the best decision for them. This is where leaders can really begin to fully realize the true benefits of self-awareness. This is where, you know, you are able to become like a better friend, a better partner, like a better student. This is where you're able to create change a lot more effortlessly and manifest uh, easier into your life. Because in like the self-coaching model, right, for you to build the skill of self-awareness, you are kind of like in real time seeing your models play out, right? You see like what the circumstance, like the situation you're in, and you can see all the thoughts that are swirling around your head, right? And now instead of just reacting to that first thought that comes to mind, like that default, very primitive brain of like, is this safe? Like, is this something that I want to, like, is this, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Like, what's like the downside and oh my god does this person like hate me like did i do a, did i do something wrong have i made a mistake here i need to fix this like you know i hate myself like beating yourself up like instead of just defaulting to your programming that you have like been built in you're able to see it and then also see the thoughts that you have available to you outside of that that are a lot more helpful to you a lot more productive for you and choose those in real time so that you can produce the feeling that you want to have uh, and create the actions uh, you know drive the actions and do the things not do the things that are helpful for you in creating the result that you want to create in your life so people who are aware, the way that they can benefit from coaching and doing more self-awareness work is that you it becomes easier and easier and easier to manifest and generate the results that you want to generate so that you can live the biggest, best life that you want to have, right? The biggest life that you can tolerate. You're able to um, get to a place where you can feel your feelings, you know, ask for help and not feel like shitty about it. You can really live like abundantly and instead of like slipping back and forth into like, okay, I'm aware and then I'm not aware and then I feel aware and then I feel not aware, right? Like at a certain point, like true awareness comes with this idea that um, you're never going to be perfect, <laughs> right? But you have this baseline of like love and abundance for yourself. Okay, so those four archetypes of self-awareness to really help you kind of like understand your blind spots and see like where you can do some work to uh, create the results that you want to create um, and notice that you are always like limited to your perspective right everyone has blind spots whether you think so or you don't um, and this is why talking with people like having a board of directors kind of like a council or a coach or a group of people advisors you know friends to talk through things with can be helpful if you're coming from the right energy right if you're coming from that place of you know i'm curious of what you guys think like this is what i think and 
and you know I want to know what you guys think versus like going to them to figure out what you should do right it's it's a different energy now another piece of why you can be self-aware and not actually be seeing change is something that I've started to see when it comes to my experience in life coaching health coaching personal training teaching and learning in general like for myself as well is that I find a very crucial indication of whether or not you will succeed or not in behavior change is when you emotionally integrate teachings. Okay, let's break it down. There is a difference between intellectual understanding and emotional integration. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. What I mean by intellectual understanding is that you can hear a concept and understand like why it works, why it's said like the way it's said, like what the process is, right? You understand like the what and like the why, but it hasn't fully set in on why you need to do it or like why you can benefit from it and how you can do it and how it's possible for you right and actually like take action from that place that is the emotional integration piece right the emotional integration piece is like the eureka like aha moment i finally get it and you know you've probably had experiences like this where people have given you advice like if you can remember when you were a child and um, there are so many like like parents and teachers and stuff who are like oh you don't understand now because you're a kid but you know when you're an adult you'll understand or when you have children you'll understand or you know when you do xyz when you enter the real world then you'll understand right it's that whole thing of you can intellectually understand like people have these like specific challenges or, or like you know this piece of advice works but until you actually go through an experience where it's relevant to you it hasn't fully integrated right and you haven't fully um, adopted this like belief system or this lesson into your life. So if you are just intellectually understanding things, you can learn something and not change, right? You can know something is good for you or bad for you and not behave differently. You can know something is hurting you and not take action to stop the pain. You can even know exactly what you need to do to change and not change. So a big missing piece of the puzzle for you to actually create change is to emotionally integrate it, right? It's to change the energy behind the decision that you want to make that you think you should do and dive deep into the belief system that is in place, keeping you from actually taking action um, on that task or whatever you want to change from a positive place, right? From a feeling that is driving you to more of what you want. So I'm going to give you two examples, right? One is health is number one. Health is wealth, right? That you, your physical health and your mental health are the most important things in your life in, on like the planet, like throughout time, right? There, there's like no argument there. Um, a lot of people, obviously this is still a belief, right? But a lot of people are going to agree with me. And you probably are one of these people who agree with me. And if you have ever had a weight loss goal or a weight gain goal or a food goal or a workout goal, anything that's related to your health or even your mental health, right? Sleeping more and journaling, meditating, you know, being more spiritual, any of these goals, then you can relate to knowing that that is good for you, right? It's healthy if you do this and you will be a better person if you do it. 
or you won't actually be a better person, but you think you'll be like a you know, better human, you'll have a better day, you will you know, just feel so much better if you do it, like you know all the benefits, and you have maybe even experienced those benefits, but you still don't actually integrate it in. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so intellectually, yeah, of course, if you can't move, if you're in pain all the time, if you're diseased, depressed, physically damaged, life is going to suck. Your mental health dictates your quality of life, and if you can't be nice to yourself... You're going to project your own self-hate onto others and believe that they hate you. If you're not confident in yourself, you're going to sabotage yourself and never be able to believe like other people's compliments in you. You won't be able to show up fully, right? And it's going to color all your relationships and all of your experiences in life. But emotionally, you're probably fine for now, right? It's not urgent that you move your body or eat well or change the way that you think about yourself or life. You don't feel like a real sense of danger, like a primitive lion is right in front of you, it will eat you, you should run type of danger. So like things like investing in a life coach or a therapist, well, you know, I mean, sure, you need it and you should go, but do you really want to spend the money? Do you really have the time? Do you really think it's going to work, right? Those are the thoughts that would probably come into your mind if it hasn't fully emotionally integrated in that, like your health is number one and you're willing to like, drop everything and work on it if it is not in tip-top condition or like the condition that you are satisfied with right so emotionally um when you have thoughts like you know oh like do i really need to do this i don't really want to do it or maybe i shouldn't do it maybe it doesn't work you're just experiencing the real fear of using your resources like time and energy and money and then having to question yourself like if you should really do it um and fearing that it's not actually going to pay off right if it'll work blah blah so you don't end up prioritizing your health um you prioritize money and comfort and ease instead so the second example i want to give you is the belief the advice um you are in control of your own life i say this all the time I say this all the time to my clients. I say it all the time to myself. So you are in control of your life. Intellectually, yes. No one can physically make you do anything you don't want to do. This is not um, you're tied up on a plank and someone has a knife to your throat and is like pushing you off the edge. Okay. No one can physically make you do anything you don't want to do. You can't like someone can't make you go to an event they can't kidnap you and force you into a car and drive you off somewhere that you don't want to go like that is a crime they can go to jail for that right no one's doing that people can't evoke a certain emotion out of you unless you allow it to right like people can say very hateful mean things to you and try to get you to react a certain way and i'm not saying that like you know they're not successful with it sometimes because our nervous systems are triggered but someone can't tell you you're a piece of shit and then you like cry and believe you're a piece of shit unless you also like kind of believe that you're a piece of shit right uh and you can also understand intellectually that if you're in control of your life and you know you want to hire a trainer for example to help you lose weight hiring that trainer in itself will not help you lose weight right because they cannot work out they cannot eat healthy for you they cannot be there on the weekend when you're having a girls night and tell you to stop drinking wine or to like stop eating dessert they cannot come to your house and throw out all the like mayo and like butter and i don't know cookies and ice cream that you have in the freezer and only make you eat like kale salads and fruit right like they cannot do that for you so you are in control of your life right you intellectually can understand that but 
emotionally. You might still blame other people, right? You might start still blame uh, your parents for making you study a certain subject that you don't want to like uh, or that you don't like. Maybe you blame like the circumstances around you for having to take a certain job or for not being able to get out of a certain job or having the career that you want to have and you think it's too late for you, right? Like you blame yourself for being a person um, like that can't do XYZ right? You talk yourself down because maybe you're neurodiverse or that uh, maybe you have your certain age or, you know, you have, come of, have a certain background. So you don't think you're in control of your life. You think everything's against you. Um, and this is not to say, again, another caveat, right? This is not to say that like things don't exist that are real obstacles like um, racial injustice and higher like taxes uh, that or, or like interest rates for certain groups of people and racism and sexism and patriarchy and blah 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 like that's not to say that those don't exist right those definitely do and they do impact people however like this idea that you are in control of your life means that there is work that you can still do in order to get what you want um, and it's not necessarily about work that you need to do per se but like the way you think about things so um, emotionally, maybe you are also like blaming people for hurting your feelings or making you pissed off or breaking your heart. And like that is not being in control of your life because you're giving the power of how you feel, which is probably like the biggest power like thing that you can give is you're giving these other people uh, permission to tell you your own self-worth, your concept of yourself and like what you should be feeling and how you should think about yourself and about them and about other people. And maybe you're still hopeful that somebody might just like by paying someone to help you and just by giving them money that they will magically like wave a wand around your head and bippity boppity boop change your entire life, right? Without having to work hard. So the solution to all of this, the solution to not being emotionally integrated with teachings and, um, you know, understandings of, of how you want to live your life or about how you're going to actually change is to get super, super clear on your thoughts and what is driving your actions, right? Practice using the model. The circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. Really get clear on what is going on in your mind and question it. Be curious. Do not judge yourself. Do not blame yourself. Do not criticize and hate yourself and belittle yourself. Uh, do not do any of those things. All you have to do is come from a place of neutrality, of curiosity, and of deep, deep self-compassion for yourself and for you being human and, you know, living this crazy, like, crazy life <laughs> and having the audacity to even think about changing your life, right? That in itself is incredible. Um, and that's something to also be thankful to be able to do. So this is like literally all you need to do is do a thought download of all your thoughts, all your beliefs that's that's coming to mind. Look at your like actions in your most recent challenges um, that has like maybe blocked you from your goals. Get really clear on what are the actions that you took? Where did they come from? What was the feeling that was driving that, right? Were you like upset? Were you mad? Were you feeling really constricted and anxious? Were you really grounded and peaceful and calm and loving? Uh, and then what were the thoughts that created those feelings for you, right? Were you thinking, oh my gosh, I hate my life or like I could never do this. I never have been able to do this in the past. Why would I be able to do this now? I don't know how I feel about this, right? Or are you thinking things like, oh, I can do anything. I am resourceful. 
like I will figure out how to make this work you know I will never like betray myself so why would I let someone else like make me feel betrayed um I don't know like whatever the thoughts are get really clear on that right becoming aware of your thoughts is going to be the biggest antidote to to fight like not (laughs) self-awareness okay uh get out of your comfort zone and just take action from a place of power right get coached get honest feedback and very very simply like just practice what you preach literally if that means like put your money where your mouth is do it right but a lot of these things of you know the advice that you would give other people you would just never follow for yourself or like you just can't seem to follow for yourself question that ask yourself why right ask yourself what would it take for you to change that what would it actually what would you actually have to believe about yourself in order to feel motivated and inspired and um like believe in yourself to actually create the change that you want to create So with all that being said, I want you to remember this one thing. If nothing else you take from this episode, like I don't care if you remember the four archetypes of of self-awareness, I hope you remember that like, uh, you know, you, you need to emotionally integrate like teachings. But if you take nothing else, I want you to remember this. There is a triad of motivation for the reasons why you do things and don't do things. Okay. Every human being is pretty predictable and this like goes for everyone. The reason why we do and don't do anything and how motivation is created is by three things. One, increase pleasure. Two, decrease pain. Three, decrease effort. I'll say that again. The reason why we do and don't do everything is because it is either going to increase pleasure, decrease pain, or decrease effort. All right, I'm going to... I'm going to uh, edit that statement actually a little bit. So the reason why we do and don't do anything is because of how we think it's going to make us feel. Okay. And the thought behind that is because of like these three motivations, right? So, um, in order to create change, which is something that you might want to do, if you don't feel motivated, don't feel like surprised at all. Like you shouldn't, (laughs) or like you, your body is like literally wired to not feel motivated to change because it literally goes against how you know, our primitive brains have been created for safety and for survival is like, why change when things are okay right now, right? Right? Why risk it? If it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But the thing is, it kind of like things do feel broken. So, you know, when you want to try to lose weight, get a better job, start a business, change the way you talk to yourself, um, take any risk, really, put yourself out there, create and maintain relationships, it will require the opposite of the trial motivation, it will require decreased pleasure, increased pain, and increased effort, right? Like if we just lived in this triad of motivation, increased pleasure, like, okay, let's just go like have sex and like buy buy a lot of things and spend money and eat food and like that's so pleasurable, right? Um, decreased pain, uh, let's not go to the gym because our bodies will physically hurt. Let's like not put ourselves out there and try to date because we don't want to get our heart broken. Um, and then like decreased effort, let's like just like stay in the cave by this warm fire and not have to like move our bodies and like work a harder job or figure out like use our actual brains to like think through solutions and like make critical like choices for ourselves or critical thinking choices backed by critical thinking for ourselves because that's hard right let's just say I don't know let's just say um not right now let's just say I need more time to think about it and not actually think about it right like that is why you are staying stuck. That is why you can be aware and not be changing. 
So remember that when you are trying to create this change, you are literally asking for decreased pleasure. It's like less pleasurable to not like just fuck strangers and actually create a meaningful relationship with somebody and actually have to go through all these dates and say no to people and just like it's frustrating to do that right you're gonna have to experience increased pain like you're going to have to go through the discomfort of like pushing yourself through a difficult workout or like going to the gym even when you don't want to even when you don't feel like it just because you're tired like you're gonna have to build that emotional grit in order to fight through it so that is like creating pain in a way right and you're also going to have to use like increased effort you're going to have to put yourself out there consistently you're going to be knocked down and every time you get knocked down it's going to take a little bit more energy to get back up until it becomes so natural for you right and even then you're still going to need to put effort in after you've gotten everything you wanted because when you get to that point you're going to want more right you're going to want to up level your life again so it's always going to be an increased effort Okay, friends, well, that is everything I have for today. So if you want to stop letting yourself get in the way of living your best life, come to my perpetual party that lives in my six months of freedom one-on-one coaching program. You will feel a huge weight be lifted off your shoulders every time we coach. We go through principles just like this and you'll get reminded of them time and time again. You'll get the coaching, like the exact coaching that you need to hear um, to create the change that you want to create. Even when it's like, you know, tough love and you don't necessarily want to hear it, you will get what you came for every single single time we coach and while that's happening you will get all the tools and teachings you need to create a genuine life that you love to create authentic like self-awareness master the three-step process of creating a fantastical life and breakthroughs to the next level of your life so don't wait for 2022 um, you can start now and book a consultation at thegensoy.com you can also go to the link in my show notes it will be there you can go to my instagram bio like it's everywhere right you can book a consultation basically anywhere that you find me online okay I am thrilled to see what you create over the next 11 days of the 12 days of breakthroughs and your transformation in six months of freedom. Um, Let me know if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Let me know your thoughts on this podcast, how it has helped you and transformed you. You can DM me on Instagram at Coaching. I would love to hear from you and just talk to you. So until next time, friends, stay well.